Welcome to the Dr. Ramina Panjwani Show, where we're optimizing wellness together. I am your host, Dr. Ramina. On today's episode, I have a special guest, Dr. Rebecca Smith, who coined the title The Film Festival Doctor. She comes from humble beginnings and worked her way up to become an award-winning consultant and media personality who now has more than 10 years of film festival strategy consulting experience. One of the factors which has led her to success is the blending of both practical business skills and holistic wellness techniques that infuse new life into her company's growth. Rebecca has been featured in Forbes, Good Housekeeping, Variety, Ladders, Parade, Screen Daily, The Sun and the Mirror, and her profile continues to grow. She recently published two books. I'm so thrilled to have you here today. Hey y'all, Dr. Amina here. I have a special guest and we're going to explore the film industry and how that ties into mental health and wellness and all that good stuff. Yes. So welcome. Thank you. Should I call you Dr. Rebecca Smith? I joke about this because she's the, she's the film doctor and yeah. I am the doctor of human. Yeah, the real doctor. <laughs> And Rebecca's fine. That's fine with me. Because you're the real doctor. So <laughs> That's fine. We'll, we'll go with Rebecca. Great. <laughs> so, you know, you've accomplished so much and you're trailblazing this field. The film industry is so vast and I love your approach because I don't think I've ever met anyone that truly approaches the film industry and its creators in a holistic sense. Like who, who thinks of that, right? You think of the film industry as you got to look good on the outside. You just got to make, you know, good movies and, and that's it, right? Exactly. But there's so much more that goes into it. There's a hell of a lot more. <laughs> None of it is people don't always remember to look after themselves and the self-care issue because that is a big thing with film. Uh, I mean, obviously, the creative process and making a film is really hard work and it is emotionally draining and so a lot of you know stuff can come up when people are making a film with egos and with, with drama but it's all it's all emotional because it's attachment to the film or what they want to achieve and there's many things that go on so the, and the film festival world because i'm obviously my area of expertise is in the film industry in the film festival world because i'm a film strategist and the thing about that is people underestimate how intense and stressful it can be and it can get worse for somebody if they're very emotionally attached to their film. If they're, they're relying on this film to create something for them and to make something happen for them, it might not go that way or it might go a different way to what they expect. So it's having to really detach from it emotionally and also look after yourself in the process because it's tough. And that's a big barrier too, right? Because you're working with creative, high achieving people. Yeah. And so to take that criticism, but in a, in a help, helpful way, yeah. it's challenging, isn't it? Very <laughs> much so. It's challenging because every time we give feedback to a client, it's all what we, are, what we call constructive feedback. So we're on their side, we have their back, we're helping them. So when it's a film that isn't going to maybe achieve the kind of festivals which the client wants, then we give them that feedback from the perspective of film festival progress because that's my background and my colleagues' background. Mm -hmm. So we put that perspective and be honest with them and tell them what they need to know and what, what, not, what they want to hear. And they also give them as well to remember that this, this personal this is to help you. I'm helping, I'm educating you. Mm -hmm. I also give them like links to some films 
um, that will give them an idea of what these kind of festivals they're thinking of are looking for to give them you know more insight and to think about that with the next film and this film can still achieve you know what they want to achieve and to some degree it's a little bit different but sometimes when it's a different kind of plan you still meet the right connections just in different contexts and it, and it builds up so there's yeah. you have to just be open to it and if you're very narrow and closed off of the festival world you're going to miss a lot of opportunities because it's so big mm -hmm. so it's really important to be open-minded and remove emotional attachment so that you can allow those great things that are there for you to come in. Yeah. Is it, I know it's easier than done. It is. That sounds simple. It's a process. You know, the head there. It's a process because it takes time to do that. Um, and it's having, it's a process of acceptance is how I see it as, okay, my film is not what I thought it might be, but I can still get something from it or it's better than I thought it was and I can get more, but it's going to be tough still. Yeah. I'm going to remain grounded and strong throughout the journey and look forward to what's ahead and see what happens. See it as like a fun adventure. Yeah. Um, and also see the film is, is now a product. You've made it. So when you're making it, it was a film. Now it's a finished product and it will not be treated in the same way by distribution companies, by sales agents, by marketing, by PR, by film stretches. It's going to be seen as, you know, it's, how can we sell it to make money? Have a good audience for it. It's a business um, sense. And that's what some people can blur the lines between emotion and the business. So it's really important that there is available to filmmakers, which I've written in my book, that toolbox to help them. Yeah. So just let's just back up a bit because I love we're gonna dive in deep yeah. on so many levels on this. But I'm sure people out there are wondering, what is a film festival doctor? Yes. So let's break that down. Let's just make it <laughs> who am <am> I? I? <laughs> well, we already know who you are now from the intro, but what is a film doctor? So what I do is I am a film festival consultant and I help filmmakers get their films into film festivals. And you've had many. It's yeah. quite an accomplishment. So yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, we've had a lot. So we've helped our clients now win over 2,000 awards. We've had, in 2016, one of my consultancy clients um, was Oscar nominated. And this year, in fact, well, sorry, it was last year, got announced 2023. One of my short films made it to the Oscars uh, shortlist, which That's was amazing. So wonderful! Congratulations! Yes. Um, and we've also had uh, BAFTA long lists, and we've won a lot of awards in South Africa at the South African BAFTAs, um, called the SAFTAs, which are the South African equivalent to the BAFTAs, just in that country. Lots of wins there. So we've got other people from that territory, um, and we've also, you know, as I say, won a lot of a lot of festivals with brilliant films and help clients over the world. My main market for the clientele is UK, USA, South Africa and some parts of Europe, but that's where the key kind of core, um, core kind of clientele is. Yeah, you're global. We're global, <laughs> we're global, and we work festivals over the world, so that's obviously international, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. um, so it's on different times than every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so my, my whole intention for each client I work with is you know to nurture them and get their film on the circuit and also to be realistic and be honest with them and give them that constructive critique that they need yes that's what i do with every client and i'll work the hardest i can to get the results <clears throat> with the passion behind it and um, bearing in mind that we're now with a finished product um so that's what i do so i've been doing this since 2010 um i was i began my career when i was doing a phd in the film industry. So a colleague of mine, uh, he got asked to produce a film festival, put on a film festival, and he came as a director. 
And he said, do you want to help out? I was like, yes, because, uh, um, you know, finding the PhD is quite isolating, you know, the writing. And there's a support group. It's like, I just, something else I need to do. And he was like, well, help out. So I thought, why not? Um, and that hobby became, a, oh my God, this is my, my sole purpose. This is my life purpose. This is what I should be doing. It's working in the film industry, specifically in the film festival sector. And I just love producing the festival, putting on like the production, you know, and look after the guests, you know, obviously seeing the films and doing Q and A's. I loved it all, it was so much fun. Um, and then I realized that I preferred doing this than the PhD. Like, <laughs> it's not as isolating. No, it's like so many people, it's like, you know, it was a whole like social event. Um, and then I realized that when I was speaking to filmmakers, I asked them what they liked and disliked about film festivals. And they all said the same thing. We love film festivals. They're really fun places to network, meet new people, get drunk, uh, all that sort of thing. <laughs> and just like, you know, like get appreciation for the film and get feedback on it. But we actually know what we're doing. We haven't got anybody to turn to to help us to get our filled into festivals. We're just looking for the best, you know, we're putting it out there and seeing what comes back, if anything. So yeah. we would like to have somebody to talk to about it. We're just pretty lost right now. And I was like, oh, there's nobody that does this. I thought, I can do this because I love what I'm doing with this and I know how festivals are programmed and worked and I want to give this a go. I said, there, can't, there must be someone out there. And there wasn't, well, there was one guy who did it at the time. And he kind of set up a really good model to work from, really good company called Film Festival Secrets. Um, and it doesn't run anymore, but he gave a really good like, you know, template to build upon. It was like a side thing. I was like, well, it's just that. It's back in the day before there was like Pinterest, Instagram, you know, all this kind <laughs> well, of Facebook. Social media, yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were around, but they weren't used for businesses. Um, so it was just really much, it was Google. So a friend of mine, I met at the festival, he said, well, let's go on Google, see what Google says. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, yeah. So we researched Google, film for strategists, you know, do the way that you would do on Google. And that one guy came up and that was it. And then I came up um, a few years later. Um, so then I was like, right, I'm gonna start this up. So it was hard. How did that feel to see your own name? Like yeah. you're the only one there, the only female there. Yeah, <laughs> it was so when I started, when my website got up and running in 2010, like a year later when we started doing the research, I was like, wow, I'm Googling myself and I'm like, there. <laughs> so it's kind of like, this is so cool. Um, so yeah, so it was really good. Um, and it felt great to put it on there, you know, put the mark on there, but it was hard to start it up because Somebody, well, people were quite like giving advice. Everybody else does sound very good, but because no one else really does this, you're gonna have to prove this works. Oh, yeah, and you might have to work for free. I was like, Well, I'm prepared to do that because I know people won't, you know, spend money on something if it's got not got any, you know, chart record, and also there being something so new with it work. So I had to start off doing it for nothing, and then I started to do a tiny amount, you know, to write it up. And now it's established brand, so it's uh, it's more. Um, but yeah, you really, had that grit. Yeah, had the grit side to keep going. Yeah, yeah. so you know, I've got all sorts of things. Show we got this result, um, you know, in the early days, so it was great. But I had to move from. I was living at the time in Wales, but I couldn't really start it up in Wales as well as a very, very, very small film industry. You know, like the size it would be in, say, you know, Oklahoma. You know, it's small. Um, but in London, which is where the capital city is for film, that's like, you know, LA, New York kind of thing, is where everything was taking place. So I had to move there and get it off the ground to prove to people this will work and to get more connections. And that works. So I'm really grateful for the UK and London for that time. So I was in London for 20, between 2011 and um, I left the UK in 2020. 
So, Perfect timing when COVID yeah, hit. Yeah. That's where all the mental health came to yep. the forefront. Yep. Yeah. So the bigger thing, that's what helped me inspire for, for my latest ebook um, was all what happened, the trauma there, but also to put that in, into, into context of filmmakers. Uh, um, yeah. So was that event, you know, it's so unique because not only did you just create this new industry, it was much needed, Yeah. but your approach, your clientele it's so diverse you don't just stick to the traditional film industry aspect but you have women men of all different backgrounds of different themes in the in the movie industry but how did you bring the nurturing the intentions the the intentional goal setting the mindfulness the holistic wellness and mental health how did you bring that approach to even make yourself even more unique and influence other people's lives in that sense yeah, well, the, the spiritual stuff came when I moved to London. So I wasn't always, I wasn't born a spiritual person. It's kind of something that um, that I kind of developed when I moved to London. So I was having like a very difficult breakup um, with um, my ex-boyfriend at the time in 2013, 2014. And that's when someone's, a friend of mine at the time, she said, um, you should look into like angel and tarot card readings. Like, oh, so I wasn't sure at first, but then I started to get into it. And I was like, oh. It's like that yeah. unusual feeling when people, when you talk to people about wellness, yeah. functional medicine, or just, you know, it's yeah. all of that stuff yeah. that people are so uneasy about, but people do it. The meditation, the mindfulness, yeah. going outside for a walk, all those things are tending to your health, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I can just imagine, like, you being such a strong woman coming into the film industry in your own um, lane, creating yeah. your own lane, and then also adding this new component. Yeah. <laughs> it was so like, I was like, oh. So I wasn't, well, obviously I had to like read up, but I read it and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Then I worked with a guy, um, a spiritual like uh, therapist for us. I wanted more insight in it. I was like, this really works. Um, so then I learned more avenues about the spiritual realm and what I did eventually a couple of years later was integrate that into my business and my approach to working with my clients and nurturing projects. So all that stuff I learned was really, really helpful. Um, and that's what I do now is in my book, Born to Do It, that came out in 2020 before I left the UK. Um, that was published in the UK and also abroad and now it's as of this year it's in Walmart so it's that, <laughs> that whole big thing like, oh it's in Walmart like, oh yeah it's so cool um, so now it's, now it's in Walmart um, but basically uh, it was really interesting because um, I was approached to write that book and I thought well now I can put you know into book um, helping up startup companies and those who are new to businesses um, to like set it up with the key business components but also incorporate spiritual principles to like make it a really strong you know business model so that you that you being the ceo have the right mindset also you obviously have a very uh you know watertight strategy or business and good infrastructure so that was really fun and i had time to write it because i was going to say look if i was busy traveling i travel like back in the uk i was traveling to the us every other week it was a lot you know a lot of traveling a lot of a lot of traveling but obviously in the pandemic that stopped for a bit so I had the time, I said, well, I can actually do it now, because in the evenings I had time, because it was locked down, nothing was open. So I had the time to kind of do it. So I just, I, and it wrote itself, so I planned it, but it wrote itself very quickly, because I really, you know, really, I think it's in there, all the ideas. And it was great. Um, and yeah, so we did it, and we had proofreaders to help tighten it up, as you would do when you've got to publish a book, got the, you know, everything ready with it, 
but it was really exciting to get it out there um, later on in that year. So yeah, it was fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just nice to help, um, you know, well, filmmakers, also just business people. Yeah. Um, with that approach, and uh, I put in there obviously stories from film festivals. I've got I've got an idea to try and get Ghost Spider to do like a film festival novel and like you know show oh. the fun and games and sneak that. peek into what the next peek. book is. Yeah, so that will be like it's going to be like a book that's helpful for filmmakers, yeah. but also in a novel. So it's fun to like learn. You know, sometimes it can be um, you know a lot to take in. So it's fun the novels. That's my approach. That's my idea. I've got this year, which is now coming to fruition. Yeah, I just haven't got time to write a novel because I'm back, you know, another pandemic. Well, things have lifted. Yeah, we can travel and I can like, I live here now, so um, such so I'm in the US a lot, it's hard. Um, but I've got all the ideas and the visions, so it's all now delegated to my team. That's coming up next. Yes, yes. that's yes. amazing. Yes, so when you work through these, okay, so with being high achieving and having. There's a lot of processes, right? So having grit and continuing through the ups and downs in not only life, but in the film industry. Um, one of your, your latest books you put out was mental health. And what I love about um, the key topics you put about was you created a whole toolkit yeah. on, yeah, wellness, yeah. your mental wellness and getting through um, the entire process mm -hmm. and also imposter syndrome and I think not only in the film industry many people can struggle with that whether they admit it or not maybe yeah. they do or you know but it's there yeah. so yeah tell us a little bit about that and how yeah. you help people navigate through that because yeah. yes grit can take you so far but if you have that mental roadblock you know that can almost you know limit your full potential and of course in when you're waiting and you're waiting to be judged by other critiques, right? Um, yeah. And it's just, it's a lot. It's hard. It's your it's a lot. work. It's your mind, your, your hard working, um, like blood and sweat and tears, right? So people get emotionally attached. It's hard not to. Exactly. No, it is hard to, I think it's natural. People will at some point become emotionally attached to all their, what they do in the, in the film creative field. But then there are some who teach it to business, um, you know, like, um, a business and it's different, different, everyone's different. But yes, you're right. So this book um, was published a few months ago um, called Film Festivals and Looking After Your Mental Health. And although it does, you know, say the title Film Festivals, you can actually apply it to any industry. It doesn't have to be film festivals. And the way the book is structured is it talks about how to deal with rejection levels. I mean, everybody gets a rejection in any industry. You know, they don't yeah. get that promotion, they don't get that win or whatever it might be. Or even like relationships, right? Like, yes, oh. yes, exactly. <laughs> well, everything, yeah. So it's not just film festivals, you know, directions everywhere in the workplace and personal, any any, mm -hmm. any aspect. Um, like obviously, you know, everyone will get rejection at some point in their life, it's just how you deal with it. So I give them the approach to take it, like, right, when you get the rejection, remember these key things, that never take it personally, never assume. And also, because you don't know why it didn't get in, um, it's important to remember um, that because you don't know, you can't think of your own narrative and your own story. But the best thing to do is with the rejection, is look at how you can turn it into positive. And that's with, again, an industry. The mind shift. The yeah. mind shift. So it's kind of like, okay, well, maybe there's a pattern. If you're getting into more festivals that are, say, for women's filmmakers, but not so much general bigger festivals, then stick to what's working 
and that way you'll thrive and excel in that niche. That's a good example. If something's like, you know, in terms of say a job promotion and someone else got it, then maybe go on a course to maybe just like, um, you know, put in the maybe missing knowledge gap or look at other parts that you could strengthen. You know, this is all a good thing. You're like, oh, I didn't think of that. Or is it something other? And what I give filmmakers in my toolbox in the book is um, to help them take rejection in a way that's positive is to do, first of all, is a vision board. Vision boards can train your brain to look at the images and be positive, but also, you know, pretend that you already have what you want. But it obviously, when you make a vision board, it has to be knowing what you want, so the images align with what your goals are. A very crucial aspect of vision board. And also, emotional freedom technique, which is EFT. Yeah. So emotional freedom technique, also known as EFT. That's where you tap in certain points of the body. Um, so sometimes where rejection was in, maybe it's from a vessel that you really wanted, had that attachment to, and we're like, oh. But then that can just like clear out any trapped emotion that could still be hanging around. You know, that's such a key um, component you're referring to because yeah. in science, it's neuroplasticity, right? Yeah. Your mind is moldable in a way, not your actual brain, but how you wire everything in there, how you're thinking, you could break the pattern of the behaviors and rewire your mind. Yeah. And so that taps into all your um, your chemicals, your hormones, all that. And yeah. that, yeah, it, yeah you know, it I mean, I'm sure everybody it feels does. happy yeah. chemicals, everybody can feel, you know, it's the highs and lows. But the power of training your mind goes beyond that, and it can be applied to any field. Oh, it does. absolutely. <laughs> That's spot on, and especially with film, with it being so emotionally like you know, intense. Um, and also in the in the toolbox is there also contains interviews of filmmakers on their festival journeys, and some of them also uh, work in functional medicine, and they talk about uh, meditation. Uh, I talk about meditation in terms of like walk meditation. Um, There's so many different aspects, so yeah. So you mentioned earlier for those that are creative, uh, they don't tend to just sit down and meditate. No. But what type of meditation do you pretty much, um, I guess, suggest yeah. for them? I love walking meditation because A, you keep fit. Secondly, is that when you don't look at your phone, you just allow nature to like getting outdoors really helps a lot. Yes. It's really crucial. Um, so I recommend everybody does that, uh, like an hour a day or even half an hour if it's time for. But sitting still can sometimes be alone when your thoughts can be the opposite, um, you know, appeal. So it's really important to get out there and um, and just walk and then let the nature wash over you and any of those kind of stresses because they're not, then they'll go. And it's a better form, I find, well not better, but it's a really strong form compared to say, other techniques that might not fit with other people. It's a good alternative, basically. Yeah. So that's in there. And there's so many modalities yeah. out there today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can obviously, you know, do a meditation in the morning, but sometimes though, it depends like what people's schedules are. It might not always be relevant, or night it might be better for in terms of timings. But whatever it is, is that you can find at some point in the day to do it. And if it's better, to, if it's better to go in a class, do it in class. Whatever, whatever gets, whatever going. Yeah. gets going. Yeah. That's the key thing. So you know, that's what matters. Um, but yeah, so that's toolboxes just to help them on the journey. Again, it could be applied to any industry. Um, but it also just gives tips and tricks regarding, you know, how rejection can be seen positively and why it's important to never assume or take any of it personally. And with films, it's like it's rare nowadays that um, film can get in because they didn't like it. Uh, it's because there's enough space in the festival program, there's so many films that get submitted, it's kind of a field. Um, you know, it's going to be somewhere else with a different audience. There's many factors. 
So it also tells you positively to like look at a new skill, it's like look at your strategy and look in depth and right, what other angles could we approach and this, that and the other. And that sees it as like, this is really useful. Thank God for that, no. I wouldn't have thought that if not. Yeah. Happens all the time, you know. So <laughs> I see it myself in everything I do with, with strategies, you know. So it's always good for me too and keeps you on your toes. Also helps you learn and see it positively. Yeah, and that's spoken like a true resilient person, right? So people that are so successful today, they train their mind. And yes, you want to turn that rejection into a positive outcome and learn. Yeah. And that's how people come out there and build successful uh, companies, industries, or you know, careers. But they didn't. It didn't come easy for no. most people. It's you know, you see the end product, but it's hard to kind of look back on how they got there, the journey of getting there. Exactly. The blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears, yeah. A lot of that, and you have to put, I mean, I had to do like a lot of that when with my company, and you do get imposter syndrome. You know, something I do mention in the book is that does pop up, uh, especially when, if you're getting compared, or, uh, or just something, you know, like, it pops up because you don't work so hard, but it's like, am I worth this? You know, it's like, you are, it's just having to, it's acceptance again, there's different forms of acceptance. Setting the rejection, seeing it's a good thing, and then also accepting, like, you know, when these things pop up, they're there, so you don't waste the time, they're there to help you and to, like, flex them out, like, oh, and work on that. Yeah, so then and then also, yeah. exactly, and then tr part of getting past that imposter syndrome is a strategy of really self-reflection and looking back on your past accomplishments that you came through, you were able to overcome that and achieve that task, and that too, you can apply to the situation. And yeah, maybe it's a, the outcome you want and maybe not, but there's growth in that. There's yeah. definite growth. So, and there's always growth potential in every aspect you do, as long as you love what you do. Exactly. There's gonna be no growth if it's not what you want because you're not in alignment with the other one you And also being uncomfortable, right? Yeah. You, you gotta, people love, human nature is going towards what makes you comfortable. And that's applied to anywhere, right? If you um, try a new exercise or something, you just don't want to push yourself or go into a new social mm -hmm. setting or learn a new skill and being rejected. It's uncomfortable because- Exactly. Right? But that's how you grow. Exactly, it's how you grow, so it's how it is. Um, but yeah, no, so it's, it's fascinating to see filmmakers grow because it is quite a journey when you're on the festival circuit because it's long and it's not, rather not a sprint, it's not like a quick process. It takes time for news to come in. You have to submit in advance as you can to get in there earlier to wait, so it's, it's not quick. Um, and obviously when you're doing the festival circuit, it takes a while and you can end up doing festivals for almost two years uh, if you're that committed, but if you've got that much time. Um, and the budget in your in your solutions fee budget, but either way, is it it's long, it's not quick, and that's what you have to have to accept is that it can't be done on your terms. It's like you just have to let go of the timings, and like whenever it comes in, the result will come in at the right time, in the right place, in the right space. You just mm -hmm. can't control that or predict when it might start happening quickly, or could start happening slowly. Just gotta let go. You just have to let go to trust the process. Just and trust it, and then like, right, it's the right strategy. So we're gonna get something at some point. It's just having to wait. Might yeah. go at the end. Some films get that, you know. Mm -hmm. Beginning like, oh, then in the end it comes in. The beginning it starts quick, then a bit of a, lot, a bit of a low, and it comes up again. Or the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Everything's different. You know, oh so. gosh, it just, it just triggers me going back to like med school days and like yeah. residency days. Yeah. Of, oh gosh, did I get that interview? Did I get into that program? And you know, what's next? What's the next specialty can I get into? And yeah. you know, it's just the same 
process of being mindful exactly. and just appreciating the moment, being present, and just take a step back. You yeah, know? exactly. That's appreciate exactly. where you are because you know there's this quote: "Is the things that you long for were at some point, um, or the things that you have were at some point something you long for." Yeah. And so, like appreciating the moment and the journey, exactly. you learn something about everyone and yourself. Yeah. Well, appreciation is crucial, and um, acceptance is crucial, but also being grateful. That's another yes. big component in those three things because, you know, gratitude is the key thing to manifest success, but also enjoying the process and not seeing it's fearful, but, you know, seeing it's exciting, whatever comes in, whether it be yes or no, it's still going to be good for you. Yeah. You have to just look in different ways and remove the emotional response yeah. or at least go through the process, like allow yourself to feel the feelings, but then don't hang on to them and carry them around because it can be, you know, be bad. Yeah. And life is too short and... We can't just spend our time worrying about yeah. things we can't control. We can control certain things, like you said, the process. Yeah, exactly. Your mindset. So, yeah. That whole thing. So, but no, that's, that's amazing. So we're going to wrap up. Just a last couple of questions. All right. So some fun ones. Oh, so first question. What is your favorite type of film? And is there a favorite client that you like to work with? A specific type of personality? Um, so I think in terms of a certain type of film genre, um, I do have a bit of a soft spot for horror films because <laughs> I know it's <laughs> a weird thing to say. I get scared um, in the dark sometimes, so I know I'm old, but so, <laughs> I still get afraid. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of more, um, cause when I began my career in the film festival, it was for horror film festival. So I have like that kind of like, you know, that wonderful kind of nostalgia, but also attachment to the festival and like have great plan for it. So I always like look at horror films with excitement because I can give it to the festival that I worked at to, for them to review, uh, which, was, which is cool. So I like that. So that's my kind of little spot. We work with all kinds of different films. We do, we just do horror, we do all kinds of different right. things. But that's a little bit of like a bit of a soft spot because it's a, bit of a, <laughs> a soft spot for horror. <laughs> well, some horror can obviously that can be like you know sci-fi and that mm -hmm. kind of thing and uh, dystopia, all that kind of stuff too. And um, we have some really good sci-fi films right now on our on our slate, which is great. Um, so I'm a little bit soft spot for that. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of what kind of filmmaker to work with, I love the ones who are fun. And yeah. just like have a laugh and have a good sense of humor. That's what it's all about, you know. Yeah. Don't get too seriously to have a laugh. You know, we're working for them. We're putting the effort in. We put the time in. And, you know, we do the work and we love doing it. Having a laugh is funny, you know, there's a good sense of humor. And there's a client of mine who's like that, which is just hilarious. Every time you get a message from this, it just, you know, cracks you up because it's just a laugh. You know, don't take it too seriously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously professional. But, you know, I'm a comedy. Of course. I'm a bit of comedy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. So. And how do you find wellness and fill your cup up throughout the day? So I always, every day, go for my walk. Normally it's in the afternoons because in the morning I'm like slow because of time difference with my UK staff mm -hmm. and being here, so six hours between us. Um, so I love to go, I love to go for a walk because it just, I need to because I can then just, it's like I fill up the tank of creativity in my head. If I'm in here all day, I can be a bit like, you know, it doesn't work well for me. But then I feel I have freedom when I go for that walk and I get more ideas. But I don't look at my phone until I get back home. Otherwise, no point. Oh, yeah. Um, also, what I do is I do like to get some rest when I can. I can't really take a whole day off work because it's very busy and it's intense. Uh, but I can take some time off when I do that. Again, it's no phone. But I just like, 
you know, read a magazine like, you know, that's not into film, like an arty magazine or a fashion magazine like Elle, uh, Harper's Bazaar, Hello Fashion, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> it just gets fun. It's inspired in a different way, mm -hmm. but just like, I still think, I'm also in the businesses all the time, because how my brain is, because I'm just wired to be like all about businessing. Um, I've been a business owner, but I like different inspiration and different kind of like outlook, and I love, you know, watching a bit of like um, TV from the UK by TV is quite fun because people that I know or people that have worked in that space I might know. So I like that. It just gives me a fresh kind of pair of eyes. Um, also like going out with friends as well. Yeah. It's obviously great to spend time with you. Didn't of course. <laughs> it's great because it's just so much fun. It's like, you know, have a laugh like we did. And that's the kind of like vibe I like. It's my kind of, my kind of, kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. So, that's yeah. such a positive way yeah. to fill your cup up. Yes. Yeah, otherwise I can't be on empty all day. <laughs> exactly. You have to take care of your own self yeah. so you have others. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So. Well, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking time Thank and you. talking to all of us today. Thank you. No, it's really fun. I really yes. enjoyed it. Yes. Um, it's exciting what you're doing, so it's really important what you're doing. So I'm glad I'm part of this, of this uh, new wave. Thank you. Gotta support each other. Yes. yes. So if y'all are interested in learning more about Rebecca or getting a, uh, uh, in touch with her, there's going to be a link below in the show notes. So be sure to follow her on all the social media platforms and her website and get her new books. Um, they're out there. So read it. Go for your nature walk. Read it. Do both. I don't know. <laughs> um, and of course, if you enjoyed today's episode, please support, share, subscribe. I really appreciate it. We need to spread the wellness to everyone. If you enjoyed today's show, share with your friends and family. And of course, subscribe. Thank you so much for your support.